Let's pray together. Thank you, Lord, so much for this day. Thank you for giving us all this opportunity to join together to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ and what that means for us, each one. Thank you, Lord, for um, giving us the true message that you, Jesus, came to earth 2,000 years ago to show us the way to the Father by dying on the cross for our sins and coming back to life the third day to show that your love was given to us through your sacrifice on the cross. And it's, this, it's during Christmas that we remember what you have done for us so many years ago. So we pray today, Lord, thank you so much that everyone has come. I pray that they will be open to your message and your message of love and your message of grace for, for all of us. Thank you for this celebration that we have to gather together and to sing praise to you and to remember your truth of your love for us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Yeah. 
ตัวเจียนอ่านี่ตากนี่เป็นยิตตอยเอ่อเป็นยิตตอยเอ่อเป็นยิตตอยอย่าเป็นจุนตัวยิตตอยเรียนนั้นนี่น่ะสกองบุ
caused me to be born. I mean, I have nothing to do with my eye color, my hair color, my height, any of those things. Those are all of my parents and ultimately God. So I want to give him the honor today on the day he was the one that brought me into this world. And it uh, was not by chance that that happened. <laughs> มันบ่านี่ในต้องเมียนอ่ะจอนเซเวียนบ่านี่ออทงนิมไทยทินฮุงอีฮอยปุ่นบัวญี่ปุ่นนี่ตอนเมียนอ่ะบ่าเนตอ
and let them rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Verse 27, God created man in his own image. In the image of God he created him, male and female he created them. And originally, God's creation was good. So this is the good news before the bad news, before the good news. And I will go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 31. It says, God saw all that he had made, and behold, it was very good. <coughs> and there was evening, and there was morning the sixth day. Yes, in the beginning, God had a perfect relationship with man and with one another. They fellowship together. They, uh, they had just a perfect uh, relationship. Genesis 2.15 says, Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to cultivate it and keep it. Not only was this true, but man and woman had a perfect relationship. So here we are. This is perfection. This is the Eden we dream of having. So what went wrong? So now we get to that bad news that I talked about. Adam and Eve rebelled against their creator. There was only one thing that they were not allowed to do. Genesis chapter 2, verses 16 and 17. The Lord God commanded the man, saying, From any tree of the garden you may eat freely, but from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in that day that you eat of it you will surely die. And yet, this was the very thing they chose to do, rebel against their creator. Genesis chapter 3, verse 6 and 7 say, When the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was desirable to make one wise, she took from its fruit and ate, and she gave also to her husband with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loin coverings. <laughs> 
kin te to so ta farm chang to lu yam ta ta che ni ko u ta om si ton mang pot u chung pio joi nge tai nian khu nge nin ya ham ta se kong hai pun mien koi no ch keng long hai nin chiu ke tai nian eng pun ni nge a go nian nin bu nian liu nin bu hai ham tu thong nin bu hiu tu kan le keng ni yum chiu cho ngong nyo diang nom lun lun tai phong chena so the result of adam and eve's rebellion is death immediately separation from god in genesis 3:24 it says so he that is god drove the man out man and woman and at the east of the garden of eden he stationed the cherubim and the flaming sword which turned every direction to guard the way to the tree of life so you say Chuck you said they died but they're not dead the death they first experienced was not their physical death, it was spiritual death, which was separation from a relationship to God. God had said in Genesis 2 verse 17 that for in the day you eat of it, that was the fruit that they picked and rebelled against God, you shall surely die. So this was the death the separation of their relationship. Isaiah expresses this idea in Isaiah 59:2. It says, But your iniquities, your sin, have made a separation between you and your God. <clears throat> and your sins have hidden his face, that is God's face, from you, so that he does not hear. Physical death followed. In Genesis 5, verse 5, it says, So all the days that Adam lived were 930 years, and he died. Now, because of Adam's sin, we too have inherited that very nature from the beginning. Because of Adam's sinful rebellion, all of mankind has inherited that nature. In the letter of Romans, chapter 5, verse 12, it says, Therefore, just as through one man, that is Adam, sin entered in the world, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men, because all sinned. <laughs> So we continue now even to rebel against God in Romans chapter 3 verse 23 says for all for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. 
I want to discuss the concept of sin a little bit because I think sometimes we miss what that really is. Literally in the Greek, in which is the New Testament was written in the Greek, Koine Greek, it means to fall short or to miss the mark entirely. And if you think of a, a javelin thrower or somebody with a bow or a pistol or a rifle, it's not that they just miss the center of the target, they miss the target altogether. The psalmist says in Psalm 14, verses 1 through 3, The fool has said in his heart, There is no God. They are corrupt. They have committed abominable deeds. There is no one who does good. The Lord looks down from heaven upon the sons of men to see if there are any who understand, who seek after God. They have all turned aside. Together they have become corrupt. There is no one who does good, not even one. I know we're painting a dark picture here, and it's really bad, but there's a reason for that. Because of our rebellion against our Creator, we cannot save ourselves from the wrath of God or our sinful condition and are doomed to eternal alienation from God and judgment from God. God's word supports this verdict. It says in Romans chapter 1, verse 18, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth and unrighteousness. The letter to the Hebrews, chapter 9, verse 27, says, And inasmuch as it is appointed for men to die once, and after this comes judgment. The last letter of the New Testament, the very last book of the Bible, Revelation, chapter 20, verse 12, says this, And I saw the dead, the great and the small, standing before the throne, and books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged from the things which were written in the books according to their deeds. The 
in the same chapter of Revelation, chapter 20, verse 15, it says, And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. Now we move to the good news. The good news is that God has been proactive in taking the action to solve this problem that we have with him. God's answer to our dilemma is his son, Jesus Christ, the God-man, Savior of the world. The very first book of the New Testament, Matthew, chapter 1, verses 21 through 23, says this about Jesus. She, that is Mary, will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. What's so wonderful about this passage is that this fulfilled a prophecy that had been made through Isaiah 700 years earlier. Luke chapter 2 verses 10 and 11 say this, But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Now, perhaps in the Mian language this is more clear, but in English it is not. The word Jesus literally means, it's actually a compound word from Joshua, the Old Testament guy that we remember in the Old Testament, which means Lord Savior. Now we don't have time to get into this, but God has always been a Savior. If you read the Old Testament, He was always saving the Israelites out of problems. So He showed His Savior ability throughout that whole time period, besides the prophecies He made about His Son, Jesus Christ. Now, 
So tin hung na yem kon ni ta jiu bua nye. The Gospel of Mark chapter 10 verse 45 says, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. John chapter 3 verse 36 says this, He who believes in the Son has eternal life, but he who does not obey the Son will not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. So for those of you who know the story of Jesus, you know that he was not only born as a little child in Bethlehem, but he ultimately he died on the cross. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verses 3 and 4 says this. Why? What was the purpose of that death? Is for this reason. For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. <laughs> It was for this reason, it was to save us. He is the Savior of the world for you and I, everyone in the world, every culture, throughout every time and age. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9 sum it up very well. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. Sometimes this is a hard thing for us that we cannot earn this relationship with God. We cannot work hard enough and do enough to bridge that gap, that separation that happened thousands and thousands of years ago, and that even happens today. So in order to understand that, as you, you see in the overhead, help define some of those words in that verse. Grace is God's undeserved favor. It's something he gives to us. Here we're at Christmas season. We give gifts to one another, not because they've earned or deserved those things necessarily, but because we love them or care for them. So for by, by God's undeserved favor to us, through faith, we receive salvation. And the idea of faith is trusting God for what he has done through his son, Jesus Christ, on the cross. So you also see in the verse that it's not of yourself, it's not of myself, 
There's nothing I can do to earn this. We receive the ultimate gift from God through his son's birth, death, his perfect life, his resurrection. And this is the gift of God that is talked about in Ephesians. It says God's saving gift is based on what Christ did on the cross, not what you and I do. Again, we cannot earn our way. We cannot do enough to earn God's favor. It's only by trusting in what Christ has done on the cross. I love these verses in the book of Romans, chapter 5, verses 6 through 9. It says, For while we were still helpless, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. That's you and I. For one will hardly die for a righteous man, though perhaps for the good man someone would dare even to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of God through him. So you might ask yourself, I hope you do, how do I come to be included in God's salvation plan? The answer to that is found in God's writing in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 13. It says, If you or me confess with our mouths Jesus as Lord and believe the idea of trusting in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes in him will not be disappointed, for there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord is Lord of all, abounding in riches for all who will call on him. For whoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. ตาวยวาเซนอบูฮานาเป็นปนทิงวิเจอเอนฟานาเป็นปนทิงวมฮ่องตอยอ่ะตาวเซยมโลมาโซตะเจียบจางตะจื้อยมตะเจฟามิ
There are four ideas comprised in these five or four verses. The first is recognize your need for Christ, that you do need him, in fact. Confess, that is, say the same thing God does about your sin and ask for forgiveness. Turn from your present ways and follow Christ in his ways. Another word for that is, you heard the word repentance. That's all it means. It, 180 degree turn from what you're doing toward God. Is Jesus the savior of your world? And I'd like to also, I want to make a challenge to those who have Jesus in their world already. Second Corinthians 5, verses 18 and 19 says, Now all these things are from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Namely, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. And he has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Are we being those reconcilers? Are we sharing uh, the good news, the bad news uh, with our neighbors, with those that live around us? About We say that Jesus is our Savior and uh, that he is the light of the world and that he is everything in us. Are we following through with that and telling our neighbors. Now, I'd also like to challenge those of you who don't know Jesus Christ. And I really, I say this in all love and uh, gentleness because I too am someone that's been saved. Jesus has done all the work necessary to repair that relationship to God. Jesus is the only Savior of the world. Now, repairing that relationship with God, I, I know in some places, you know, they, uh, they say that, uh, you know, you'll, you'll be rich, uh, you'll be healthy, you'll be wealthy, Everything will go well, but that is not true. That is not the salvation that God is talking about. 
what he is talking about is a peace that passes all understanding that if you know Christ and your relationship is right with God, that relationship will help you to endure those things, whatever is in life. So finally, in closing, I, I would just like to uh, quote three verses. Uh, John 14, 6. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Now I didn't give Brother Tan uh, this verse, Matthew 11, verses 28 and 29. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Finally, in closing, back to, back to Acts 4.12, and there is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. Father, we thank you for your goodness that you have provided everything we need to repair our relationship with you. We thank you for this time of year that reminds us of your little baby Jesus who came to die for us. Help us, Lord, whether we know you already or we don't, to come to you and trust you at this time of year. And we pray these things in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.
想念着美。
稣就见你的，见耶稣再见你的，再见耶稣，就快也不准哭。也总怪了，先耶稣，耶稣带着龙的面，耶稣带着不罪面，怪了先耶稣独见。
mai on la Wei tu chao jin hung ham ye Mai tu ni chan ye buan Zu hai nhung hau na Jiu ten liu le Jiu ya hoi ten ye be zu Ye bung heo jiu Ye wa ya sen ting ting hu แรงจริงที่ลุงอ่อเรียจุ้งจริงไปนะฮะ